Yay! Okay, welcome! Happy New Year! Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside Podcast. And I am sitting across the screen from a friend of mine that we have actually spent time together in person, which is always so fun. Adelaide Augie. Oh, goodness. I have Olgin. two hard names. I have two hard names. Adelaide Olgin. When I'm in Mexico, Jenny, I don't even say mm-hmm. it well enough. And then, like, when I say it, then they're like, oh, and they say it back better. Because, you know, it's... And I don't even know if I'm going to cut this out or leave it. I might even leave it. Because this is the point of life is that you mess stuff up and it's embarrassing. And, and <laughs> Adelaide, that's not hard. That's easy. But Olgeen. Oh, yes? you killed it. You crushed it. Welcome. I am so thrilled to see you again and have had such a great time when we've been together in person. Adelaide is the founder of TalkBox.mom and is this killer business and everything she does is just so polished and inviting and exciting. And so we have a lot to talk about today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Jenny. I always have a lot of fun. You listening, you have to know one time I locked Miss Thousand Hours outside in an escape room. (laughs) <laughs> that, was, that was really fun. Was I loved fun. it. I don't think I was very good at it, but it was, it, was, it was really fun. And it was such a cool way to build connection and to have these experiences. Well, we do these conferences together and the conferences are very grueling. They are like these 12, 13 hour days. You got this booth set up. So it was a really fun thing to look forward to at the end of a conference and a great way to connect outside of that conference environment because a lot of times there's no time during those events to have connection. Or eat food, yes. Yeah, none of it. I know. <laughs> they just, they pack them in. So you shared your story. We went out to lunch and you shared your story about TalkBox.mom and where it started. And I related to it because it just was birthed out of your own life experiences and a need that you saw and something that you were doing that worked for you. And you were able to share that with other people. So can you tell us about yourself and your story here? Absolutely. So TalkBox at TalkBox.mom mom, we help families to start talking in another language the same exact day you start. Whether you're an absolute beginner or you're a native speaker and you kind of cringe when your kids answer back in English, we're there Mm -hmm. to really help you to use the language. And the reason that that this happened was that I just, I mean, I had done all the things to learn a language and felt like a language learning failure. I had done Spanish class, right? I actually had gotten my A's, Jenny. I worked so hard. And then when I needed to to use my Spanish, I found out I couldn't even use Spanish. It didn't even like pan mm-hmm. out for me. Yeah, it does feel like there's a lot yeah. a lot of wasted time there. Like a lot of wasted years of life. It really feels like that. Of all the words I studied and how to conjugate the verbs, a good chunk of my life went to that. And now I know nothing. Yeah, it kills me when like if someone is gonna do spend two years doing high school Spanish or whatever language, my gosh, use talk box up mom. Please just talk. Be able to talk with people. You don't want to waste yeah. that time. And then at the university it was it was very similar thing. And it wasn't until I talked to a dean of the the German department and he was like well we really don't get under level students to get to upper level classes we like literature we like kids who come in already talking your students come in already talking we don't really do that and I'm like what you don't do that and when you look at the whole model of university learning you can see like this a1 to a2 that's not how kids acquire a language and so it really hit me when I had put everything in storage to travel around the world with my kids and I was like we're in Brazil I want to speak Portuguese I've got a verb conjugation book I've got a college textbook and I'm like guys 
level A1. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, guys, before we go outside, we are going to conjugate a verb. My four-year-old or three-year-old and one-year-old are like looking at me, you know, like what? And I'm dead serious. I'm like, we are conjugating this verb. And my three-year-old looks out the window. We have a view of the beach, right? And we've just mm -hmm. gotten to Brazil. We've done all the stuff to get there. And he's like, uh, mom, we didn't come to Brazil to sit in our room. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he's not Kids wrong. are so brilliant. Kids are so smart. Judy, in my mind, I'm like, wait, what? I never taught this kid to conjugate a verb in English. I never did vocab drills with him. And he's talking at a native speaker level. And it was just like this huge thing where I'm like, this is not how speech is acquired anyways. Why are we doing this with foreign languages? And so that's when over the next couple of years, as we traveled as a family, I started developing this roadmap to help families acquire a language faster and using those experiences that we have together. I mean, how many times do you have to wipe a bum, right? Like add the language right. to it. How many times do you have to give a snack? Yeah. Yes. Especially like once we step outside, my kids are like, I'm hungry, right? Learn that in the language. And so, <laughs> so I set it up. So like you just do that. So when someone's like, I don't have time to teach a language, I'm like, you, you have time with your kids. That's all the time you need. You don't need more. You don't need to do anything extra because mm -hmm. moms really are the most successful language teachers in the world or parents, dads, right? We're mm -hmm. so good. We teach toddlers, babies all over the world, no matter our economic situation to talk at this native level. It's just this yeah. wonderful gift we have with this relationship and so at TalkBox Mom, we use that relationship to talk for all ages and it's great because I mean with older kids you get to have that relationship strengthened again and that's something that yeah. TalkBox Mom families are like I didn't realize I'd have this you know family challenging family growing Ooh. benefit that would come from it. Oh that is cool because it is a family approach. You got to go back a little bit though okay, Adelaide. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You were with a three-year-old and a one-year-old and you're traveling the world and this program that you've created was birthed out of you being in these places Places and realizing that you could communicate. I remember you talking about that, that within a month or two, you're speaking and people can understand you in that country. And then you would go somewhere else and you could do the same type of thing. So I think there's two things that are really intriguing about there. First of all, most people, myself included, don't travel the world with really young kids. And second of all, you can't even really grasp because I think of the way that language programs are done in school, you can't even grasp that within a couple months or a couple weeks or day of, you always say like, like within seven minutes or something, yeah. you know, that within a short period of time that you could be at a place where you are communicating. So it's two different topics. Pick one and then we'll go to the other. <laughs> okay. So this being able to talk right away, I remember somebody DM me like angrily and they're like, this can't be true. Da, da, da. I'm like, just do the challenge. So if you go to talkbox.mom, you can see our challenge or go to talkbox.mom slash free. We have this challenge where in seven minutes you'll be talking in and understanding another language with your kids. We do this by playing with a ball because it's an amazing way for you to learn how to teach the language and learn the language because you're doing both. And we, I walk you through that so you can do those things. Oh. You're fine. I can edit. Or we'll leave it in because this is real life. Do yeah, this it? is real life. The only person who can call through is my husband, but somehow his Alexa is linked to his name and my kids will call. It's just, it's a nightmare sometimes. It's the whole thing. This is real life though, <laughs> trying to run a business when you're a mom. So true. Yeah. Okay. So when you play with this ball, you will learn how to say the phrase, roll the ball. And so your child will say that phrase and you roll it to them and your child's like, oh my gosh, I said this thing oh, and it worked. And it's like, it 
exactly what you do with a little kid. Roll me the ball. Roll the ball. This is how they're learning. So they do that. Now, the biggest thing is they don't have to sound good when they say it. When a baby starts talking and they say, Wawa, you're not like, it's water, baby. You're saying it wrong. Nope, you don't do that. Right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, oh, my baby's communicating with me. And you make a video and you post it and you're just so excited. That's how it needs to be with foreign language too. So important. So then you say it, your child rolls it back. Then you learn the next phrase to actually start with handing the ball, I'm pretty sure, sorry. But so you learn another phrase to hand the ball, roll the ball, and the last one, throw the ball. And your child is understanding the difference between these three different phrases in the foreign language. Mm. And if they don't, like they make a mistake, you're just like, oh, you hand it back. You're like, let's do it again. And you, you say it, they see it. If your child makes a mistake, they learn it even deeper because they get mm. to refix it, redo it. And so it's just, yeah. talk about some mom itself is just this amazing experience to let go of every time you open your mouth in another language, it's a test. It's a testimony, testament of how good you are at the language. No, when you open your mouth and you speak another language, it's the opportunity to grow, to learn. Yeah. That's what it needs to be. And so it's also really helpful to parents because sometimes as a parent, if you've been in that academic situation, you feel like it's either A plus or you failed the conversation. But I've never yeah. had somebody from from another country talk to me and I'm like, you failed this conversation, right? Right, right. So so do the ball challenge. It's super mm-hmm. fun. That's so fun. So that's at talkbox.mom forward slash free. And then this is what people are going to be really curious about. Your world schooling, your world traveling. How did you get started? Why did you get started? How were you juggling with kids? And then when was the epiphany that you realized that you could teach your children, your family, other languages? Okay. So the first one, I'm like, when there's a lot of questions, I'm the slow one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's start here. You travel so like, to other countries. You travel to other countries with a three-year-old. Well, this is sort of my thought. Okay, let me add some context. The pan- You know, when the pandemic came and everything closed down, yeah. I have thought a lot of times that we were really in the right age and stage. I think that if that happened and you're at the end of high school and you lost your senior year or you lost your junior and senior year, or if you were in college and you couldn't go to class and you're missing out on all those social opportunities, or if you're in your early 20s and you're trying to start a career and all these businesses are closed down, or if you're elderly and people can't come visit you, that there are certain ages, if you're a mom with really little kids and you're isolated and you can't go to mops and you can't go to these play groups, that there are these certain situations that would have been extremely difficult. You're having a new baby. No one can come bring you food. No one can come help you. That were extremely difficult. And when it happened, our kids were ages like, I don't know, maybe four to 12 or something like that. And so we were kind of in this spot where we had community, we had routine, we had some rhythm. I had sort of figured out our life already. I wasn't plunged into homeschooling because we were already doing it. And I felt kind of okay. But the other thing, Adelaide, is that 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 was when our youngest hit three or four and I had been waiting. She's kind of clingy. She's pretty difficult. She still slept with us at night. Like it just, she wasn't sleeping through the night. And you kind of think, well, when this littlest one gets to these age, this is when we're going to go travel the world. And then we couldn't because everything was shut down. And so I think a lot of people now are possibly like me or in these stages where they're trying to make up for lost time, or maybe they're thinking life is short and we don't have all these opportunities to go. And so I guess it's twofold. I think this is really timely because if you want to travel and expose your kids to the world, there are language barriers and you help people through that. But then you also didn't wait. No. You did it with really little ones. I didn't wait, but it's because my dad is wild. So when I had my first son, when I was living abroad in Germany and the doctors there, they were just talking so much about postpartum depression and how they had studied, you know, Germany's 
north of Africa, right? So they have mm-hmm. studied so much within tribes in Africa and how they don't have postpartum depression and what they do for that. And they said really important, you know, say your due dates further back, have family come a little later so you're not so stressed out. So these different things. And so I did right. that and I'm, I'm very grateful to them because my dad came when my son was just a couple of weeks old. He gets to the house. It's his first grandbaby. My mom's there too, right? My mom holds the baby. He holds the baby. He's like, looks around the room and I can just see like in his head, I'm here for two weeks and I'm going to be with this baby like in this room, right? Like, no, he can't do that. There's no way. I mean, this is a guy who, when he went to the South and they checked his groceries so slow before self-checkout, he started checking himself out, right? Like he like this, like, no. So he's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. He comes back with a huge passenger van and he's like, we're going on a road trip. Right. I like barely know how to breastfeed. And I'm like, no, we're not. My husband loves travel. My husband already has the baby bag in the van. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, if you want to go with your baby, get in this van. I'm like, what? Like, what, what are you people doing? So by the time. Or you're just going to get left behind. I'm just going to get left behind. Yeah. And I'm like looking down at my shirt. There's milk going down my shirt. Right. Like, I don't know. Right? Oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I felt like for the first six weeks, like I was literally going to die. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like, I remember, this- I do. I have it written in my book. I called a friend and was like, it, I think the baby was like a couple weeks. And I was like, this is not working for me. I think I was like crying in the bathtub. And she was like, you know, just, you know, if you can just make it six weeks, it's going to be easier. And I was like, I can't, I cannot make it six yeah, weeks. Yeah, yes. Okay, so I'm the same feeling. I'm not like this amazing, like, I'm going to be adventurous with my kid. I'm like, I need to stay with my baby. So I get into this van. By the time my son is six weeks old, he's been to six different countries. By the way, it is bitter cold out. It is winter in Germany. One of like the coldest winters in Amsterdam and we're we're there. And I'm outside pushing my baby in a baby (laughs) stroller through the snow. Thank goodness for Christmas markets because they put up the lights and it's beautiful. But my dad just wants to see all the things, you know, with the baby. But he just wants to see all the things. He's in Europe. So that was my like first experience with traveling with a baby. Can you even can you even imagine? I I truly can't imagine showing up to someone's house, like you know, like my son or daughter or whatever, like you know, in ten years or something. You mean like, okay, off we go. It was there's this picture of me that like it like really makes me so sad because there's all this cute baby stuff out. My oldest, this child I'm talking about is twelve now. There's all this cute baby mm-hmm. stuff out. But I literally have this pillow case I'm trying to put over me to breastfeed outside <laughs> because I didn't have like I didn't know like you needed st- I didn't know right you don't know I don't know oh, it's the so- nursing covers and <laughs> I like cut a hole in a pillow it looks so bad it's so embarrassing but I want to see the picture this, it's so bad it's just okay but the thing is it was like being on this like high dive platform and I'm like well yeah. this is high up and my dad's like let me just push you off this thing right so I guess that's what you know some dad's parenting approaches and so So, um, yeah. This is a part of the story that I didn't know. And actually, I've always been very curious about. Like, I had this question written on my paper, (laughs) who inspired you? But it's kind of the wrong question. It was just, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't so much as inspiration, yeah, as it was a push off the high dive. Yeah, and then I realized (laughs) I can do this. And, like, that's one of the the things that I have really learned is that my kids are going to whine. They're going to want milk. They're going to want their diaper changed anyway. Why not do it somewhere beautiful? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, okay, this is interesting, too, because you have both ends of the spectrum here. You're adventuring with a three-week-old, but then you recently took your grandma on an adventure. 
I took my grandma to the Middle East to her dream trip. We went to Egypt, Jordan, and Israel. My grandma signed up for this before COVID and she rapidly declined during it. She takes half steps. She doesn't take whole steps. And just like to real perspective, when we got to the first hotel room, she looked out the window at Egypt and she was like, wow, Tualatin, this is an organ, has really filled in. And I'm like, grandma, we're in Egypt. And she's like, really? Really? And I had just flown her like all the way there. I'm like, yes, grandma, we're in Egypt. Finally, when we're on the Nile on the cruise, right? I'm like, grandma, where are we? She's like, we're on the Nile. Like she, like it might've been jet lag. So this was a really interesting trip because it wasn't about me. It was about her. And I think that going on a trip with your grandma is one of the most amazing things because it's an opportunity to serve her. And it was also an opportunity for me to see really good things about myself that I hadn't noticed because when you're a mom, you walk slower with the kids, you feed the kids, you prepare the things, you get them ready, you do all these things. And people, they don't see that, right? So I'm on this tour group and everybody's seeing me help my grandma off the bus, hold my grandma's hand, walk really slowly with her, make sure she has the things she needs. And they're just like, wow, you are the nicest granddaughter I've ever seen. And I'm like, I do this stuff every day, right? I think just like, Right, I but I'm like praise me more. Yeah, I was. Words of affirmation. Yes, yes. Well, that's interesting though, because maybe we should be saying that to moms too. I mean, that's a good point. Why are we saying it to mom? And when people are like, "Is it really hard?" I'm like, "I'm not wiping anyone's bum. Like, I'm I'm okay here." And it was pretty funny though, because like we would so like when we saw Petra, we took a golf cart down to Petra, and we get to the treasury because we're not going to walk down it. She can't do that. We get to the treasury, we sit there. There's all these other things to see, and. I'm like, Grandma, do you want to see the other thing? She's like, I like the seat. I'm like, all right, that's what we're going to do. We came all the way here. We're just going to sit in front of the treasury, have a drink, and then we'll head on back. But when we got to Israel, that was like the really big thing she wanted to see. We had gone to this one sacred place and they wanted to sing songs. And for the first time, my grandma just like stood up and she was so happy. She sang the songs and I like couldn't stop crying. Like this was so meaningful to her. This is what she wanted to do before she died. And she was very nice on this trip, but I've traveled with her in the past with other people and she's been a lot. Like she's been a lot. She's gonna be told things, she's gonna be told what to do. And so I was just really careful, like what triggers her, what doesn't. And so she used to have red hair. So I would, on the trip, whenever she kind of seems stressed, I'm like, Grandma, we're just a couple of redheads. Her hair is white now, right? We're just a couple of redheads traveling around. We're wild. And she was like, we are, right? Like, it was it was really exciting to her. So that was a fun trip. And then for me, coming back to my family after being praised so much about being patient and helping, I felt like a better mom. And the things that I learned on the trip, these sacred things that I take with me, I feel like I'm more equipped even to teach my kids. So even just going on a trip without my kids was really, it was like a, a conference, you know, it was like for my soul. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. 
Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com outside120 code outside 120. Yeah. Well, conferences are a little soul sucking. (laughs) When you're attending, not a, not facilitating it. Oh gosh. They're so great. They're They're so great. When I say soul sucking, I really more mean drained. (laughs) That's probably a better word to say. They're giving everything, right? We're giving everything. Yeah. They're hard. Okay. A couple of things. I was also born in Germany. (gasps) So we have a couple cross connections here. My dad was there for the military and I was born there and I didn't live there for very long, just a couple years. I don't remember it. My younger brother was born there too, but my parents talk so much about they went everywhere and they said they had had a little money saved before they got married and they spent all of it, but they went everywhere because things were close and it's a cool story. It's cool when you hear people say things like that because they're fine. You know, now they're older and my dad's about to retire and who cares that they spent all that money? Like they were able to make more money later and they made all these, these experiences but they joke around that the only thing that they can say is where is the toilet? (laughs) They would talk about that. You know, so they didn't have this approach to learn the language. That does give you the opportunity within the context of life to think about the things that kids say all the time, which is like, how much longer? How much longer? Mm -hmm. Why can't they just say it in another language? And it's really brilliant. But then also I went on a trip with my grandma and I think that your story is such a reminder that we should adventure whenever we can, wherever we can at whatever age. My grandma wanted sort of an end of life trip as well. She wanted to go to Hawaii and I had never been. And so she offered for a college graduation and I was, I was, she was in fairly poor health. I was kind of scared. She was possibly going to pass away on the trip. That's how I felt. Yes. (laughs) I was nervous. My dad, my dad said, look, if she passes away, I'll fly right out there. Well, that's well, okay, good. but that's like eight hours or 10 hours. So she ended up also taking my brother, my younger brother, because of just the health things. And so it was a really special experience, but it was a neat way to experience her. I think that so often when people get older, you just experience in them just sitting and having a meal together. And that's kind of what we had done. But then we go to Hawaii and she slept for a lot of it. And, and same as you, she'd 
push we're pushing her in the wheelchair and and these things but then she gets up and she does like the chicken dance during the hawaiian luau <laughs> like up on a stage and she can reach over and bend and touch her toes i don't you learn all these things about someone that you would never learn unless you traveled and i'm so glad that we had that experience even though it was kind of scary and felt kind of risky even but i'll always have those memories with me and so i love that i and i think you're so right about the the time jenny like is it a good time to go now is it a good time to go later i think one of the things we always tell ourselves is like our kids are too young our kids are too old like we we like this whole concept of time but you don't have to go all in right you don't have to do you don't have to travel endlessly like right now our setup is we have our home base and then we go out of the country for like three to six months out of the year but we have our our cousins who are in public school and they'll come and meet up with us on parts of trips so this last trip we were just in mexico we were jumping in cenotes, we were swimming in rivers, and we got there before them, we left after them, but they came for part of the trip, wow. all of these cousins, because that's the part that they can do. I did a one one sister's trip, it was like the some women in our family, and my sister-in-law, she had a new baby, and she was like, I could only go for like three days, and I'm like, then go for three days. Yes. Like just do yeah. it. Because you can get so much out of three days. You do talk about how to do it financially. And yes. I love you have an equation. <laughs> I do. Tell us the equation. Okay. So when you travel, money is emotional. So I just want to start with that. So if you're like, oh, I don't like talking about money. like, And it's recession. I This is what's so interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. Here's what's so interesting. We go through this time where we're stuck and we can't go do the things that we think we want to do at that stage. And then all of a sudden we come out of it and then there's this recession. And so then it becomes this other barrier. Other barrier, of, yeah am I supposed to spend this money or am I supposed to save this money and what's going to happen and we don't really know and this feels irresponsible. Yeah, it feels irresponsible. I've had that feeling where I, if I save money, I feel bad. I spend money, I feel bad because maybe I should have spent on something. Maybe I should have saved it for something. And so I have this equation. It is you have your don't touch money and that's money that needs to go to your insurance, your taxes, your savings, if you, even if you have any paying back debt, right? You wouldn't want to spend that money on something else because the government wants your taxes, right? Like you need to not yeah spend that money but then you have the spend me money and you have to think of it in a creative way because that's when you're going to open up more opportunities to travel i don't have endless money right like that's not how i'm traveling i'm traveling because i've learned some skills with money and the skills with money are just preparation creativity and patience and they're all skills so you can get really good mm. at it so now you have your spend me money your spend me money is your money on housing now you might be like well i have to pay my mortgage or they'll take my house but you're choosing to have a mortgage it's how you're spending your money so you could spend your money on a van on a rental on a house right on hotels you you choose how you spend your housing you choose how you spend your food your transportation and my favorite part fun so those areas for <laughs> me your spend me money those are all for me percentages and so i have my don't spend me money if i make more money than that then i have more money going and spend me it's like please spend me adelaide have a blast with your family because i, mm. I met my obligations then this creativity part comes in with the spend me money because if you take your income and you subtract don't touch me you get spend me i just want to say that really clearly so you have oh, I love that because, okay but not everyone is going to agree like people will be like well, you got to save for the wedding that's coming and you oh, got to save for the college and you've yes. got to save so for the savings is in don't touch me savings is in don't touch me have goals I think it's really cool that you have allowed yourself to have the spend me. My point is, is yeah. there's always stuff that you could save for. That's the problem. It's like, oh, we've got like three, four, we have four kids in orthodontic work right now. So, you know, it, and it's whatever. You could always be, I got to save for a time. Yeah. 
you could save all of it is my point. But you're, you have freed yourself to say, look, life is short and we want to do stuff. And so you have freed yourself up to say, I am going to spend some of this. Yes. And I have to know, I have to know for the year what I'm saving my money for, or I save all of it. I do that. Right. Like you're right. Right. I have That's to. That's the point. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would be easy to fall in the trap of saying, look, we could save all of the rest of the spend me money. It's a conscious choice to spend it. And it feels a little risky and a little scary. Yeah. I think one of my motivators was when my, my dad, he, you know, you have like your rate that you make at work. And he decided one day that his rate for when he's with his family is three times as much as his rate at work. That's how much it is worth it to him. And so I feel like I used to be like, I don't want to huge. I've never heard anyone say that. I've never heard anyone say that. Because I read this book called Do Nothing by Celeste Headley. And she talked in there about how as our income increases, we tend to have less free time because we feel like we're wasting more money, if that makes sense. So if you're making $10 an hour and you don't go to work for four hours, you've only lost $40 of opportunity, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you make $100 an hour and you don't go to work for four hours, you've lost $400 of opportunity. And so she talks about how as your income increases, you are less likely to have leisure because you feel like it's costing too much. And that is such a cool mind shift of your dad to say, this is worth three times my rate. That's a really cool way to look at life. And I, I love, love how that. you said that because that was like, like he, he owns an accounting firm. He owns a financial planning firm, right? Like, and he's worked his way up from there. He started with the big five, made his own firm and he made his own accounting firm because he wanted his employees and himself to have more time with their family and that was like really novel at that time to even have Mm -hmm. that happen and so he's been really inspiring to that and he shows up big for vacations he shows up real big because like that's that's what he wants to do and and that's like where where these things come in so like when I look at my how much money I have for the month I do crazy things like if I'm like okay I only have so much money for my housing and it's going towards my mortgage my house on Airbnb I got I made a closet. I made one of our rooms a closet. All of our stuff goes in there. Like I got crazy because I'm like, yes. I need to Okay, move. wait, I, can I tell you a story? So we have friends. They do really cool things with their life. They're opening a campground. They have this rental house in Florida. It's not because they have excessive amounts of money. It's because they're really wise and they work really hard. So they did the same thing. They're going down to Florida for a couple of weeks to be like snowbirds. We're here in Michigan. Got to get out in the winter. And they put their house up on Airbnb. And then it ended up getting rented and someone filmed a Hallmark movie there. Yes. I love that. You don't you don't know what's gonna you just happen. Don't I mean, know. It's it should like be the good things. Story. Rent to families, you know, but it should be good mm-hmm. things. Okay. So like along those lines, so with this creativity. So we we rented our house. It's in Texas. People are moving from California to Texas, you might have heard, right? And so somebody rents it out for like a couple of months and we're like, oh we'll go longer on our trip. That sounds great. So we're going to Costa Rica. We have now rented our house out. So the money for our mortgage is paid and we've made extra money off the Californians, of course, right? So now we have extra money. But then my husband, he's really into credit card points. So with this creativity, like things we look at, if we're flying to another country, we see what airlines fly there. We get the card with the bonus sign up that goes for to get points for those airlines. We make sure that we're going to naturally hit the minimum spend, put everything on those cards. So we're not going into you know any debt. It's very calculated, right? It's like this pe- preparation. So we do this for Costa Rica. We get my parents' flights because we're bringing them too, because we want them to watch the youngest one. So we're bringing them too. <laughs> it's the truth. They know it. Yeah. 
Yes. We fly them. We get the hotel on point. So not only am I making money off of my house, I'm also not paying for my housing in Costa Rica. So then we're like, well, let's do some fun stuff. We go zip lining. We go horseback riding. We go ATVing while my parents are watching the youngest kid. We do all of these things. And my dad suddenly has this realization that when we're eating, you know, we're like eating at the resort. And he's like, wait, I have not spent money on this trip. And we're like, no, like just the lunches aren't included. And he's like, well, I like, he's like, I have money. I'm going to spend it. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. And so he's like looking at stuff he can do. And he comes back and he's like, guys, I got us a yacht for the day. And I'm like, you got us a what? <laughs> what? Because he's like, and it was less than what he would have spent on this trip, this yacht for the day, because wow. we're, you know, we're moving the money. So on this yacht, they cook us food. We go in a boat. They take us like in a tubing thing in the ocean. I can't say I love that, but my kids did. And I did it with them. We went jet skiing. We caught fish off the side of this boat. Like it was wow. super fun. And that's why I'm saying if you prepare, you're going to get better at this. If you're creative, you're going to get better at this. And when you don't spend money on your housing and your flight, you get to have more fun and that's those are the things that my kids remember I am not super outdoorsy but I do the things with them because they love it and they're gonna remember mom going on a zip line and falling in like we just did the cenotes I said last week like they're gonna remember yeah. that fun is worth it having more yeah. fun is more fun okay oh, fun is worth it I love that. What's just so interesting is you have this foreign language program that works and that tens of thousands of families are using. And yet you, as a person, you have so much to offer the world. So people go on your Instagram, you have this four-part series of the trip with your grandma. And it is so fascinating. And so you inspire in so many ways. And one of the other things is you're helping with learning. And we're all concerned about how much our kids are learning. It's part of life. So you're helping with learning of a foreign language, which is an incredible skill to have. And you offer so many languages. You talk about how in your home, you can speak three to four of them and people can pick and choose and you can do more than one. It doesn't have to be just one. You can incorporate this in many ways. But then also you're doing this world schooling. So you talk about a journal that you keep and your kids as young as two, maybe are going to write in their journal, how many steps did they go up or what are the things that they saw today? So can you talk a little bit about how you do that? It's really unique and special. Yeah. I, about the language part, when you go on a trip to another country, even if you don't know so much of the language, um, but you're learning it, it inspires your kids to want to learn more. And the more, you know, when you go on the trip, even the more you keep learning and you keep growing. And so there's never a time that's too early or too late, you know, to go on a language trip and, and do that. It is so fun. And when you use talkbox.mom, you start talking right away and you can start talking with other people and it helps you to make friends. We have friends all over the world. Like it's just so fun. My kids will play with other kids on the beach. We'll get invited to go eat at other people's houses. We have like that, wow. that part of community. So, so that is, is just really nice. And then your second question, Jenny, remind me. <laughs> It's my brain. It's I've got to stop. Brain. I've got to stop doing it. It was so I think good. I, I think I tend to stack questions I love together. Question I should go back and think through. Will you talk about the journal? Oh, and the journal. You yes. this, okay. You have this. Okay. Yes. But I, okay, I'm going to read it. My two-year-old loved how many stairs there were on the pyramid. A toddler loves counting stairs. Yes, absolutely. We counted them. We learned about the stairs. We took pictures and we put them in his binder. And you have these little binders and journals of your adventures and that is helping them learn. Yes. Okay. I, I loved this because yes, he was two, two-year-olds love stairs. 
and we're at Chichen Itza. This is in this is in the Yucatan. This is in um, in Mexico, and it's really interesting. And so as he's seeing these stairs, he's kind of like, well, why do they have so many stairs? They have so many stairs because ninety one plus ninety one plus ninety one plus ninety one. There's four stairs, like four stairways mm -hmm. on it. Plus one step on the top is three hundred sixty five, which is how many days are in the year. And then at the spring and winter I mean, equinox, it's so. Cool. Yeah, so that, that's how we learn how many days are in the year, right? Then at the each equinox, the sun hits the stairways just right that it looks like a snake is going on the stairs. Like very cool. So now he's learning about the equinox and how the where the sun is at. It's very interesting. So all we did is we took the pictures because he's younger. He can't do like such an intense research journal and it doesn't really need to be so intense. He took the pictures, we put it in. He would look at it and he would talk about it again and again. And by the time he's like four and a half, we're at the Dallas Perot Museum and there is an archaeologist there at a table and he's holding a little statue. And my little four year old walks up and is like, oh, Chichen Itza. And the guy's like, you know what this is? And he's like, yes, there are nine one stairs on each side right he goes through the whole thing wow. and him and this archaeologist talk for so long that I have to like break them up after like 20 minutes like I'm so sorry guys you know wow. and the archaeologist was embarrassed to say he doesn't work at Chitsunitsa he works at a site near it he was embarrassed to my four-year-old to say it <laughs> but this child is having this academic level research experience because yeah. he's answering a question that he's interested in and that's one big thing with research journals it's not the question the parent is interested in it's the question the child is interested in even such a small question that can seem so you know like whatever to us can it really take your child so deep into something that they're interested in that that they take with them and really well, and it just becomes such a cross-section of topics i mean you're talking about numbers how many stairs are there but then through that you're learning how many days are in the year through that you're learning about the rhythms of our world why are there different seasons and why does the sun shine differently at these different times and who was the brilliant person who <laughs> made this architectural miracle that there is a snake four times a year what in the world so it just it makes you think well what could I do it, it broadens your mind to how cool and brilliant and creative people are and have always been yes absolutely it's just so interesting for my kids to have a connection with a certain place just because they were interested in this thing and as they get older you can put these research journals in different formats and so you could put it in powerpoint right they could type it up they can write it down they can draw pictures they can do it in they videos. can make a website yes, they can make a website yeah a youtube channel sure anything one time my son for the same grandma he made this pamphlet called where is my grandma's great where's my great grandma's great great grandma from and he made this pamphlet of this town i know it's kind of confusing this town it was his question no that's cute no no actually i think it's actually really catchy that's why i said wow i like that yeah that's creative and catchy so he makes it in design and he's like putting like pictures of the town that we went to and typing wow, how things old up is he it. right now he's 12. That is so interesting. I did a tour of a place that prints homeschool curriculum and everyone was using InDesign, all adults. And here, your middle school age son can use InDesign. Yes. Okay. I have like a list of skills that my kids get from traveling and I'm just going to yeah. rapid fire Go them for so it. you all can hear this, especially if you're doing the research journal. And another thing is like, we have our kids part of the planning. Like they help pick the dates because I don't want anybody whining that it was somebody's birthday party and they met, like they chose the dates, right? We have buy-in. They choose some of the things we're doing. They pitch ideas. They compare prices. They help book things. So here's some skills my kids learn when they're traveling, managing a budget, saving for a goal. They know how much the trip costs. Even at times we will take their age and that's the percentage of the trip they need to earn. So their investment. Wow. wow. I have heard 
a lot of times to include kids in the family finances and how important the amazing, important things that they can learn through that. When you're like having these travel projects, there's, you know, there's different projects coming up. And so you're on them, your child's on them, they plan for them, or they didn't plan for them well, they see their work, they see what can be improved. And so these project management skills and research skills that you gain are really unparalleled. So don't like, for me, one of the things that holds me back from going on a trip is planning, because I'm not Mm -hmm. the logistics person. And so doing this, that's interesting to me, I would have thought that you were no, heck, my husband is. My husband's. Okay. I'm like, I'm like the visionary. I'm like, we're going on that a trip. We need a vision for our trip. Is it going to come from our literature, from our history, from our science, from our art, from our music, from our family history? Right? Like on mm-hmm. and on. Like that's me. Um, and so, okay. So back to the skills. <laughs> so the skills are learning. Managing a budget. Who doesn't want their kids to not be able to do that, right? Saving for a goal. Managing an itinerary. Researching options and making recommendations. Comparing prices. Pitching ideas, right? Like we can't do every idea on a trip. Their siblings have ideas. They have to learn how to pitch ideas in a way that they can get buy-in. And hopefully people will go to the Pokemon Cafe in Japan and eat the Pokemon pancakes, right? (laughs) Right. um, Booking I mean, that is a great skill. Pitching. Pitching. Sometimes when my kids come and ask me something, I'm like, you have to give me a, a pitch. Well, can I, I want to spend time making a video. I'm like, no, you have to give me more information than that so that I can say yes or no. Like make yes. your pitch. They do not like when I do that, but I do ask them. Make your pitch. I noticed this morning that my son went, he used to, when I'm like, you have to, like, he's pitching something. I'm in the middle of something. He used to get, like, really anxious and, like, ask more and more for it. And I noticed this morning that when I was like, okay, so I'm in the shower right now, right? You know, which you can learn to say in a foreign language. Um, I'm saying that to him. He goes, he goes, oh, yes. You know, uh, he says to me in German, I will wait for you outside, right? I'll just wait, right? He's learned that if he wants to be able to pitch his idea and get buy in, he has to be patient. And it was a learning. How to wait for the right time. And I love that you just answered in German because you do write, like, this is fun. That's fun. It adds some novelty to your life and it makes it just a little more interesting. And I love it. It's woven into your family day. Okay, but keep going. Pitching pitching ideas. Um, what are we at? Booking flights, booking lodging, booking activities. And if they're younger, they can see how to book one. They don't have to do all of it with you. Yeah. Right? They can do a little part. Managing logistics for young kids. It's even just like printing stuff out, putting it in the booklet that you need with you or adding to it. Older kids, you know, managing the family calendar, attaching the itineraries. Then you have with the research, asking questions. I think this this is so important to me because we have had this shift in education where like kids are just memorizing things and that's not where kids learn. Kids learn by asking questions. And so telling them, yes, I want you to ask your questions, write it down. We can't answer it right away. Like that's just not possible, but we can find the answer and teaching them how to find the answer. Education has become answering other people's questions. Yeah. And as an adult, I don't study every topic. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in every single thing. I think specializing is so important. I mean, yes, it's important to learn skills like math and reading and writing, right? But when you're really interested in something, that's when that's when you remember it. There's so many things I don't remember, mm-hmm. but a four-year-old remembering Chichen Itza, you know, right? It's like, right. it was his question. So asking questions, and then that brings the academic research. This is upper level university work. I know you, doing. you said that as a little child, they can be doing upper level academic research. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, 
Time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. And why not? And that's when you learn to write even better because you're interested in what you're writing about. It's just, it seems like to me, I'm like, of course, of course, right? So it's just great. Like why, why wait to get there? And then interviewing is another skill because if they're doing like video work for their research journal, they'll either interview each other, I'll interview them. So they have some footage to answer questions and put with the B-roll that they shoot. Um, photography, videography, writing, photo editing, graphic design, video editing, Microsoft Word if they're typing, PowerPoint, or even the Google, of course, equivalents, Canva, InDesign, Illustrator, Adobe Premiere. And then we also have our kids present their research journal. And they don't present it in like a one-off way, like they give it and it's like, okay, that was it. At the end, we have them grade themselves and they say, they do like kiss, what do you wanna keep doing, improve, stop doing, start doing. They go through Mm -hmm. that and then they get to give it again so they can improve the skill. Because that's one thing that just crushes me about school is like you turn in a project and you're done. If my plumber turned in a project and it was C-level work, he is not done. Website designer, not done. You have to be able to have that skill to go back and look at it and review and to improve. And so my kids have multiple chances to like grow in it. And so my son, he, you know, he FaceTimed his grandma and delivered, where is my great grandma's great, great grandma from? And he he read that to her and and I took a picture of it. You can only see her eye level up because she doesn't know how to hold the phone, right? Like it was, it was pure grandmanous. So you learn how to evaluate your own performances and you learn how to take feedback and improve with that. And to me, like, 
like being like, I don't have time to travel. Like this is life. These are life skills you're going to use forever. Mm. You make time for what's important. And for yeah. my family, being able to project manage and improve and to be yeah. able to have these connections, this wow. is what's important. I have some experiences from high school. Once I hit high school, so I have two younger brothers and um, no, there's no sister. So just, I was the only girl and my, my dad would be working sometimes and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so she would want to go places and she was a little leery of some of the travel things sometimes. And I would have the role of navigating us through the airport in high school, you know, trying to figure out if we got a connecting flight and trying to find where's the rental car place and where are we going? And those are really big experiences because now as an adult, I feel comfortable and competent doing those things. And so, like you said, these are all lifelong skills, things that will enhance our life, this world schooling. It's inspiring me to change my mindset and not think, when is the perfect time? And should I be so concerned about the money I spend? I love the concept of the spend it money, which is what my parents did. They were in Europe for the military just a few years. They could have saved all that money, but they didn't. They went and they adventured and they had experiences. And so I think people will get a lot out of that, especially heading into a new year. And if they go other places, they can quickly learn the language through talkbox.mom. And you have on your website these really neat videos that compare your program to other programs. So you mm. compare it to Rosetta Stone, you compare it to Duolingo, and talk about how this is a family approach in your everyday life and that you have a very unique program. It is. It's different because people do ask that all the time. How is it different? The biggest way it's different is that you're not in the app, right? You, this is going to become part of your life. You are going to transform your life into another language. You can do this together. You would need at least one parent, one child, right? Not everybody has to be bored. You need at least that. Right. And you start using the language together. So let me just give you an example. We talked about kids, right? They love to whine that they're hungry. So in our program, that's one of the first phrases that you learn and it's built in a roadmap so that you can make exponential okay, can progress. You tell, okay, so tell us, yes. tell us the logistics. It comes in a box. Yes. So Talk our program box. is broken into nine different parts. And it's because we discovered that a lot of people don't have toner in their printer or what have you, we send this parts that need to be printed to you. We had one lady who's like, I can't print because it's at my mother-in-law's and I'm not talking to her right now. And I'm like, okay, like we'll just ship this stuff. And so it's it's like a cardstock glossy. It's going to last, right? And we will help you if you And who doesn't love getting a box in the mail? Yes. It's fun. You get it in the mail. And then the other part of it is all of the native speakers and audio is in the app. Your kids don't have to look at the app, but you hear the audio in the app. The reason that we have this audio is so that you have you improve your recall. So you can remember mm-hmm. to use your phrases and how they happen. So this is also important for native speakers. And then it will also help improve your pronunciation because listening improves your pronunciation. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that and it helps your family to all focus together. A lot of people, when it comes to learning a language, they think they need to do all the things and talk about some mom really captures the essence of eliminating things that are important. I mean, for language learning, you want to know, like a lot of people know what they need to do, why they need to do it. Talkbox.mom, we know when you need to do it, right? So we follow the same language acquisition with kids. We don't start with reading and writing because that's not how you started with your baby. When you can talk in the language. Yeah, you start with roll me the ball. Yes, you start with talking and listening. Yes, because then when they go to read the word, roll me the ball, they know what it means. They don't have to look each word up in the dictionary. That's not fluency. We start with fluency. Okay, so you're using the language together. It's happening. So what's the first box? Do they come sequentially? Yes, they come sequentially and they they build. We teach you these foundational phrases and you do more. And then all of a sudden, because your brain is brilliant, you start combining Mm -hmm. things and saying things you didn't even think you knew how to say. 
because that's how you did it in English. It's just, we, we're really capturing. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. At the beginning, they're just saying one word, one word. Then they're combining two words. And oh, then all of a sudden, a phrase. everything is exploding. Phrase. Right. But I'm talking about like your, your language acquisition. It, it crosses all over the place, right? Eventually, you know, if you're learning in steps, you start with a little bit, like you said, a phrase, right? Yes, a little phrase, yes. And then yes. as you're growing in your language, if you're a young kid or you're learning a new language, then all of a sudden, that would be a really cool part, right? Which is like, you're not just talking in box one, you're combining box one and box six and all of these things are coming together. Yeah, that's really cool. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was going to stop you on the one word because I was like, we don't teach individual words. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Because- no, I was thinking about babies, like how yes. babies learn babies- language. It's mm-hmm. that's a, such a common thing because babies they'll start by saying one word, but what they're doing is they're like hearing they're hearing the whole phrase, and that's mm-hmm. what's like so important to have. That's that whole what they're phrase. picking out. They're learning how to talk, and you're starting almost in like at the age three or something. You're starting in with phrases, yeah, because it's so boring to learn just words. I mean, that's how I learned language, and it's not so like even though you say a word, you don't just learn a word. I don't talk to my baby and just say diaper, right? Here, I have a great example. Right. Let's say every yeah, right. morning the you The parent wake. doesn't do that. The parent doesn't do that. And so talkbox.mom, the mom in it is a, is comes from the mother tongue. It's native speaking mothers teaching you their mother tongue. Mm-hmm. So you're learning it, you're learning it from them. And you can start with any child age that you talk to. So newborn, and if you still like your teenager and you talk to them, it's a great option. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say you wake up in the morning and you say, I need my coffee. And you're like, you're saying that every morning. And then you make cookies and your toddler sees it. And you've heard them say cookie and, you know, things. And you tell your toddler, no, we're not having cookies yet. They're for after dinner. And now you have this toddler who goes, I need my cookies. <laughs> and your husband's like, you created a monster, <laughs> right? Like they're they're hearing it from you, but they're able to take, to to mix and match phrases. Yeah. And, and that's what we're allowing the families families to do. And so the phrases are shorter as you start. And then by the time you get to the end, your challenges are no longer in English. They're only in that language, but you're ready for it because you're starting to, you know, you're really mixing and matching and, and understanding things. And so we start with the snacks and kitchen box. Because yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. High frequency. But because it's every, it's every day, even Sally Clarkson talks about that. You know, it's like we have all of these options. We have thousands of meal times, thousands of sit down snack times throughout childhood where we can make connections and learn a new language. Yes. So, yes. So like, let's take Jenny, do you, do you speak Spanish? You took it in school? No, I speak okay. none of it. So I'm just going to walk you through a phrase. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you would go and I, I'm going to be the native speaker. I'm not the native speaker in the app. It's a real native speaker. She sounds much better than I do, right? Like she's, and she's that's from one of the Mexico. things you have to get over, right? You have to get over that it's not going to be perfect and that you're going to have some sort of an accent where you stand out, but yeah, that just is fine. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because the best way to get over your accent is just to get over yourself. Like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you would go and you'd see the phrase. You're like, okay, I want to use this phrase with my family. So you'll listen to the native speaker and she'll say, tengo. And you would say, tengo. Hambre. Hambre. Tengo hambre. Tengo hambre. Okay. Then you're like, okay, we're learning. Sorry, I had said it earlier. You're learning to say, I'm hungry. And so you'd, I'd ask my kids, what does that mean? And if they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on here, I'd be like, that means I'm hungry. Let's say it again. And I'd play it again. So I'd say, say tengo, it one more time. Tengo. Okay. Tengo. Hambre. Tengo hambre. Tengo hambre. I'm not getting okay. the first. I'm not getting the first um, uh, continent. You're you're doing great. 
Yeah. It's a it's a T. Tango. Yeah. Okay, tango. tango. I went through tango B, D, and T. There we go. Now I'm thinking about it too hard. But you know what? It's interesting though. I did get it by the end, and that. It was a third time through, and I did catch it by the end. That's why we have the native speaker audio because we want yeah. you to hear it again and again. So well, now and that's, that you that's how I mean, that's really just how life is. It's like that was very eye opening to how a young child is hearing language. It's like, and that is what they say they don't they don't catch it right away. Yeah, and that's you, fine. you have to really to. pay attention. It's interesting. Yeah, you'll it's hear cool. it. Okay, so now with this phrase, Jenny, I want you to whine that you're hungry, like you just walked outside Tango and you forgot. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now I want you to say it like you see this beautiful cake in front of you. Tango ombre. (laughs) Okay. So as you do this with your kids, the language becomes part of them. So your child's going to like walk out and be like, mom, tango ombre, you know, and you're like at church. You're like, oh, okay. Here's some stuff, right? Oh, I'm always hungry at church. (laughs) (laughs) So there's so many opportunities to use it and it's that easy. So you choose one to five phrases to focus on. So you control how much time you are spending you can spend mm-hmm. a little bit of time or you can spend more time and do more practice sessions. So mm-hmm. it's, it's that easy. Like, Ginny, you're speaking yeah. Spanish. And right. it's really fun. I love you had this question on your website, you, <laughs> which I think is a really funny question. You say it's right on your website. You say you taught your child English. So why can't you teach your child a foreign language? And I just think it's a hilarious question because the answer is because I don't know one. <laughs> but this is the cool way where you learn together. Yes, you have all the skills as a mom to teach the language. We'll give you the tools. We'll give yes. you the tools so you can you can do it. Yes. Yes, that, I love that. Is that is one thing that some moms will say. They're like, I could never teach my child a language. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, who taught your kids English? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess I did. I'm like, right. right. Yes. But then you're like, what? Well, I don't know Spanish and I don't know German and all of yeah, these different things. To. I don't know French. And then you did have on your website, you had a, or maybe you sent it over. You had a, a testimonial from someone who had taken French in college and said they learned more. Okay. She says, I was a, a French major mm-hmm. in college, a major. This is like what you're spending all your time on. And she says, I've learned more functional French in the last two months using talkbox.mom than I ever learned in all that time. And Ginny, this isn't rare. This is like a yes. common, common thing. That's what's like so mind blowing about it. It's a common thing yeah. that is said because it's so functional. Yes. Yes. Well, this is awesome. This is a great time of year to be learning about it. People are looking ahead, thinking, what is my year going to be like? Maybe they're going to add in a little international travel. Maybe they just want to learn a new language because that's fun and exciting. And they want to be able to say, I'll wait. You know, they're coming to ask you a question in the shower and you want them to be able to say, I'll I'll wait for another day in German or another language. Yeah. Or even just, I always think like, well, someone was just saying the other day that they were at a relative's house. I think it was my father-in-law. He would say he'd be at a relative's house and then all the little kids would come in and the adults didn't want the kids to know and they would start talking in another language. So also it gives you that. It gives, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fun. It gives you the ability to be kind of secretive. We had one lady, she said, she said, my husband and I can't use Spanish as our secret language anymore. The kids know what we're saying now. Yes. So yeah, yeah don't, you can choose another language with just your husband and then <laughs> include the kids in another. Yeah, that's fun. This just in, start talking in a foreign language with your family as you spend time together outside. With the Bilingual and Nature Experience from TalkBox.mom, you can explore nature and add another language to your outdoor adventures. The beautifully illustrated softcover book includes 45 plus nature phrases in 10 different languages 
and comes with native speaker audio via the TalkBox.mom companion mobile app. Start off the year in nature with this special 50% off promo only during the month of January for 1,000 hours outside listeners. Use code OUTSIDE on the checkout page to get started. Get starting today at TalkBox.mom forward slash nature. After January 2023, the coupon code will work but will change to 25% off. Well, Adelie, this is really great. And what you've come up with is fantastic. But then beyond the program, you're very inspiring in your in your approach to life, in the way that you live. And so people will find a lot, they'll get a lot out of following what you are doing as a person and also through talkbox.mom. So can you real quick just walk us through where people can find you? Yeah, thank you so much, Jenny. That is so sweet coming from you because you are the sweetest and you are just like, you love life and I love it. It shows in everything you do. So you can, I just, guys, I love Jenny, right? Who, who does it? Aww, so you, you can find us on Instagram, um, Talkbox Mom. And then we also have our website, talkbox.mom with the free challenge. And you can go in and do that. And then you'll also get our emails, which are also fun. So mm-hmm. yeah, all, all around fun. Yeah. There's a lot to glean from it beyond the language. And I think that fits with your approach. Your approach is a whole life approach. Your approach is a family focused approach. And that's who you are. And the program it integrates with your whole life and it integrates in a family way. And it's really a unique thing. Adelaide, we always end our podcast with the same question. And the question is, what's a favorite outdoor memory from your childhood? The favorite outdoor memory from my childhood. We had this wonderful backyard. It was just wonderful. It was just in our backyard. And I would spend a lot of alone time out there walking on top of the monkey bars. And I know, like, I don't know why, but that's like, when I go back to my childhood, I just think of me walking on top of sitting on the monkey bars. I had two older brothers. I mean, you're up really high at that point. They're really high. I I mean, that's very very brave and coordinated. Yeah. Well, I fell one time and my mom like never came to get me. She was like, you're fine. Get up. And I was like, I think I broke my back. And like an hour later, I was like, I guess I'll get up. Um, That was their parenting approach. Uh, But I I did. I had two older brothers and she would just be like, get out of the house so they don't tease you. Get out of the house so they don't bother you. Please just get out of the house. And so from the moment I got home, I would just go outside and not be teased. And just yeah. enjoy. I love my brothers. They're wonderful. Yeah. They're but that's just how family dynamics are. It's how you're learning how to get along in the world. And But the outdoors does alleviate so much sibling rivalry. And it's one of the, I mean, there's so many benefits to it, but it's definitely a main benefit. Yeah. So it's not something huge and magical, like traveling or, you know, it's not anything yeah. big, but it's just being able to have my own space to be alone, to reconnect and see things from up high. Yeah. I'm curious down the road in a decade or more, like what your kids will say, having done all these experiences, you wonder if it will be one of the big ones or if it will be the smaller things, you know, that'll be interesting to know. Yeah. I'll let you know. A lot of times kids grasp onto those small things and it's real sweet. So, well, Mm -hmm. Adelaide, thank you so much. This was fantastic. And I love what you're offering the world. It's a really neat and useful and exciting and enticing approach. (laughs) 
I, I thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. And I and I hope that it does bring a lot of people like peace and excitement in this new year that maybe you're not going to hit all these New Year's resolutions, but you can hit your same old life in a new language. So like even if your house is messy, now you can say it in German or Mandarin or, or what have you, right? Like you, you don't I'm have failing. to change so much. How do you say I'm failing at my goals in Spanish? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that is a cool part that you don't have to change anything really. You're just doing your same life, but adding in this unique new language. And that's a really important skill for our kids to have in the in a global economy. So beyond the fun, it's it's an it's an important skill for them to be competitive. And if it's a way to add it in that not stressful and it's just fun, then why not? Yeah, and you can use it. So happy new year and happy new I'm year. All for great goals and achieving them. Yes. Adelaide, thanks for being with us. Thank you. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.